We all enjoy the finer things in life, but it's fair to say not when it's at the expense of the planet. The good news is you don't necessarily have to choose between the two. I'm Jasmine Hemsley, and this is Self Sustainable. In this series brought to you by Selfridges, I'm going to be talking to the best designers, producers, and experts in the world of sustainability to see how making a few small changes in our lives can actually make a world of difference. From how we eat and dress to how we travel, we'll be exploring the ways that being sustainable can look, taste, and feel great. In this episode, it's all about fashion. I am really happy to be wearing these because obviously not only has it got a good ethos, but they're so comfortable. Oh, like that's exactly what I said because I've got a pair yeah. of like the beige ones with the yeah. low top. I've got some, I don't know what colour you'd call Ooh. this. Powder purple. Oops, and I just flashed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This time round, I'll be speaking to some fascinating people in the world of sustainable fashion, all in the hope that we can learn how to create a wardrobe that keeps our conscience clean as well as staying stylish. Zach Sartor of Apparel Tasker is going to let us into his amazing sustainable clothing factory here in London to show us how clothing can be made sustainable from that very first stitch. I think it should be just as important to have the sustainability side be attached to the garment just as much as the style side. We'll also speak to Rachel Hammond and Grace Neal, some of the fantastic buyers from Selfridges, about the ways they're making it easier for us to make the right choices when choosing new clothes. It's really important that brands are doing sustainable techniques, but we also want it to be desirable for the customer. And we'll be hearing from Anna Foster of ELV Denim about how she turns one of the most resource-hungry pieces of clothing into sophisticated and eco-friendly items you'll want to keep forever. I try to give life to vintage jeans that otherwise wouldn't have a second life. But firstly, to get an understanding of where the problems we face now stem from, we spoke to Dr. Mark Sumner. Mark is a lecturer in fashion and sustainability at the University of Leeds. He spent 15 years working for one of the UK's biggest fashion retailers, and his research now focuses on textile technology, innovation, sustainability, and consumer behavior. It's interesting how consumption as a, as a social, almost cultural movement has changed over time. And what's really interesting, I think, is often we, we see fashion consumption is, in some people's eyes, the worst example of, of consumption. You know, why do we need all these clothes? You know, what's driving this? The fashion industry itself is perhaps one of the biggest talking points when it comes to sustainability. According to a report made by the Ellen MacArthur Foundation, I love this foundation, every year, Textile production contributes more greenhouse gases than both international flights and maritime shipping combined. The equivalent of 500 billion US dollars is wasted just through clothing being underutilized, and nearly half a million tons of microfibers from our clothes end up in the oceans after we wash them. So we just don't ever think about these things. The way that we grow cotton in some environments, for example, is incredibly harmful to the environment and can have significant social impacts. Things like worker safety, things like child labour, bonded labour. And the whole process of applying colour can be very energy intensive, often uses a lot of water, and there is potential for a lot of pollution being created. Another big hotspot within the product life cycle is the consumer themselves. In particular, the care of that garment. How many times is that garment washed? The more you wash a garment, the faster it's actually going to degrade. 
according to some of the research that we've seen, at least a third of all garment waste is still ending up in landfill. The, the, the fashion is a very powerful non-verbal communication device. Clothing plays a really important role in that idea of self-esteem, self-identity, status, positioning within society. So we have these different factors that are building in that actually make it really quite hard for consumers to convert their intention to be green into their actual behavior. And these are subconscious as well as conscious factors that are influencing that behavior. Concerns I've had in the past or, you know, trying to get into spending my money in better ways, there wasn't a lot of choice. And a lot of the choice was only one kind of style. There was this kind of like, dare I say it, a hempy look to things, quite sack-like shapes, kind of in beiges and taupes and creams. Not really my colours, actually. But over the years, I feel like people have really embraced colour, you know, using beautiful vegetable dyes. And the textures, you know, it's been so innovative, actually. Really incredible textures and processes to make clothes. So it really comes down to the basics of this. For people to really get into sustainable clothing, for it to appeal to them, the clothes themselves still need to look great. They need to feel great and incorporate those better methods into the manufacturing process. Someone setting that exact precedent is Zach Sartor of Apparel Tasker, who has been described as the leader of slow fashion in London. Originally, I never wanted a factory. I was more so looking to just be able to put in practices that could be implemented in other companies, and no one was willing to take those practices on. So I said, you know, we'll have to prove it from the ground up. My name is Zach Sartor, and this is Apparel Tasker. It's a sustainable eco manufacturer based here in Bow, East London. We specialize in bespoke manufacturing for small startups to medium-sized brands or for large brands looking to offset their carbon footprint. Um, so they'll manufacture with us. We will vet their entire process, their entire system, looking for any ways we can improve with environment first or with sustainability first. There is zero waste here currently. Uh, the fabric arrives, we cut the fabric obviously right then and there is where the majority bulk of our waste goes. Uh, we have a contract with the company Canary Wharf that picks up the f used fabric, they bring it to them, they burn it for electricity in Canary Wharf. To be honest, the, the largest waste we have in here is our staff's lunches. Here's a sewing room. This is the main bloodline for the factory. Up to 20 people working here at one time. The roller table in the center. Here you see is actually where we put the bins on and then they work through the way like a standard line process. We focus majorly on making sure the machinists and the staff in here respect the garment. They're not looking to just turn over a product or turn over anything. They really do put the effort in. If we have damage, instead of us chucking or throwing this away, we take that piece back, we'll repair it, we'll talk to the client about if we can keep this piece and then we'll re-enter it back into the sewing line at the right position and have it actually sold for sale. I have a lifetime guarantee for almost every one of my products. I would much rather send it back to me to be fixed than you purchase another one off of my client. Um, I know that sounds completely counterintuitive to a business model, but um, generally speaking, when it has a lifetime guarantee, I do find that majority of my clients take care of their garments. To achieve anything in, in this sort of super complex process, we got to be focused on clarity. Um, I'm a factory owner, and I don't believe most of the time when it says made in wherever it says it's made in, 
Um, I put on the Made in London tags because I can show you I make it in London. The overall goal here, and we're moving towards that in August, is the NFC chips that we currently put onto all of our garments so that while it travels through the system, we know who sewed it, when they sewed it, when it was finished, and when it was boxed. Complete clarity around who actually did the garment, not uh, this factory in this country, more so this person in this seat. I never want to be big. The, the concept here is to stay micro-manufacturing, but just to diversify every 50 kilometers in every direction so that we can have a community around this factory versus one large factory in a very far-off place that doesn't really have any connection with its closer town. I do think fashion can make that change. I just think that it's going to be, have to be a bit of an education process around the consumer level first, and then the demand will trickle its way up. So I think thanks to documentaries, thanks to social media, we are becoming way more aware of who and how our clothes are being made and less obsessed about having an image simply by buying into other brands. So um, I think it's an exciting time where the consumer is becoming more familiar with being able to ask questions and brands are listening. So new brands springing up, um, whose sole intention is actually to be better to the planet and big brands who are realising that the future is this. So it's really interesting to hear and very exciting, I think, how Zach gives his clothes a lifetime guarantee. I mean, what that's really saying to the consumer is I'm actually buying something that I can pass on to other generations or other friends or that I can sell on. With so many different certifications around sustainability, it can also be very confusing for us to know which one to trust. For Rachel Hammond, Selfridge's ethical trade manager, choosing and communicating to customers the best in sustainable products is at the centre of her work. So I went to meet Rachel on the Selfridge's shop floor, actually three floors, we had a little bit of a walk around, to hear all about the simple ways of making sustainable items stand out in store. So what is a bright new thing? Is that a new designer that's in store? Is that um, designers fresh out of university? It's where we really celebrate new and emerging talent with sustainability at the heart of what they do. So those that are testing the boundaries um, on sustainable design and really combating that, that, that perception that sustainable design isn't fashionable, you know? Gotcha. So we do have a Buy and Better labelling programme here at Selfridges um, where we highlight products with a more sustainable attribute. So this is a way that we really talk well initiatives quite often um, you know come and go where we talk about sustainability in a big way we want it to become part and parcel of how our customers yes. shop with us so you can see these um, labels here if you just open they're just like near the price ticket and you open it up and there's a logo that um, represents bright new things in an orange color and there's a real simple message that you're really supporting the new wave of designers who are really championing sustainability it's part of their essence so you can rest assured that they're really considering it within everything they do. I love that. It says, we believe that together through our daily actions, we can create a more sustainable future for people and the planet. So immediately, there's a feel-good factor coming over here. Um, people feel like they can vote for their money. They can spot these labels. Okay, now one item of clothing pretty much all of us have in our wardrobes is a good old pair of jeans. But these jeans, as we call them, originally designed for working men, have since become known as one of the dirtiest items in the fashion industry. The estimated amount of water 
needed to grow, dye, and process the cotton for just one pair of blue jeans ranges from 4,000 to 10,000 liters. I mean, that is just crazy. To put that in context, 10,000 liters of water is the equivalent of the drinking water a person needs for 13 years. And the chemicals from their production seep into local environments, with farmers in parts of China and India reportedly predicting fashion's next color trends by the color of rivers tainted by this runoff. However, denim is having an eco-friendly revival, going from one of the dirtiest to one of the eco-friendliest all-season items in our wardrobes. Hi, Grace. Whilst at Selfridges, I spoke with Grace Neal, their women's denim buyer and self-professed denim lover, who told me all about denim brands who are putting environmental impact at the forefront of their work. Grace, thanks so much for helping us. No worries. Um, we just want to have a little chat about what's in store, what's sustainable, what clothing items people can steer towards if they want to make a more kind of ethical choice about something. Well, I guess um, within denim, obviously, it's a huge thing for us, sustainable, so we really try to champion that. There's a few different areas, so we work with our big, big brands, so J Brand, AG, Citizen, some of our bigger brands, they're doing a lot of waterless techniques. Um, we do special capsules, one that we've actually got in store at the moment, um, which is the Japanese artist. So um, it's all about upcycling, reconstruction, using existing pairs of jeans that are dead stock, essentially, for J-Brand. Um, so we're really excited about that. That's doing really well at the moment. But also within that, we also want to um, bring on new brands and smaller brands and champion them that are doing great things for the environment. There's a few brands that we've got, Nadam, which is on our casual collection side. Oh, Nadam. Nadam, I don't yes. know that one, okay. Um, so they're really good at championing up. They use organic cotton, which is great. Um, but they're also doing a lot within their factories to help their workers and um, do a lot better welfare, I guess, essentially for them. So what's looking around the women's denim studio, a brand that kept coming up. Oh my God, look at the waist on that one. And actually Every kept catching my eye, was ELV Denim, so that's East London Vintage Denim. They take old and vintage denim that would otherwise go to landfill and repurpose them into modern, sophisticated jeans that are really quite stylish. A signature style look of theirs is to actually take two contrasting pieces of denim and literally cut them almost into, into quarters and then sew them again so that you've got kind of thick stripes, which are very flattering, of different colored denims running down the jeans. And so they're very unique, very flattering, very cool, and something you really want to take home. To tell us more, here is ELV's founder, Anna Foster. Denim is one of the most functioning fabrics. That's why it's in workwear. That's why it's used what, what it was used for right at the beginning. So just because the original style or shape or colour combination is out of fashion and nobody wants it. It's the best fabric that you can use to give a new life to. Hi, my name is Anna Foster. I'm the founder and creative director of ELV Denim. ELV Denim is a sustainable and zero-waste denim brand. We are in my studio in Shoreditch and it is an organised place where there are just hundreds of pairs of jeans all waiting, waiting eagerly to be turned into my amazing jeans that I make. It's a bit like, you know, you have those cartoon characters, don't you, when they go, oh, let it be me, you know, it could be my turn now, I'm going to be picked. <laughs> I take jeans that 
effectively no one else wants. I take large jeans, men's jeans that have very little resale value. I take jeans that are non-branded. They're not the big brands. So because all those other big brands will have a potential to be sold and have a value, whereas I like jeans that don't have any of that because otherwise they will literally sit there and never be touched again. So I try to give life to vintage jeans that otherwise wouldn't have a second life. The jeans come from my vintage sources. They come to a storage unit and then I have a a lovely um, local laundrette owner called Korosh who comes in his electric car and picks them up, takes them away, washes them. And then they come back here and this is where I pair them. I put all my jeans together. Every single pair of jeans that is made is paired by me. Um, And then they go to my atelier in Walthamstow, which is about three miles from here. And that's where they get made into the jeans. I kind of started matching colourways. There are four key colours, you know, black, dark blue, mid blue and light blue. So you really can have any kind of combination that you want. Um, Two jeans become two jeans. That's what it was born out of. So I nicknamed them the twin because they're the same but different. So each pair has a twin out there as well. That will have been the twin of that one. So you can see that would have been I don't the same make any jeans from any new material that at all. The if they're damaged on the inside, I can take the outside of the jean and use them to my jean and vice versa. So with the piece that is damaged, if it's got rips or tears or marks, I can use them for the bags that I do. And I can also use them for the hair scrunchies that I make. And I'm also developing belts. And then for the parts I don't use, then I give all the other bits to an artist called Ian Berry and he makes his amazing denim work using scraps that I give him. Jeans are the worst polluting garment in the world. There's more jeans than people in the world, um, and we all know that cotton is the worst yarn to be produced, and it damages the environment the most with the water usage. And denim, once you've made that cotton, you then have to use infinite amounts more of water to make that pair of jeans. If you buy my jeans, you are not only taking something that otherwise possibly would be destined to landfill, you're wearing something that had very little water and that's literally just simply to wash it. And the carbon footprint is super low because I only produce my jeans within a five mile radius of where I live. So there's no flying the jeans off to another country to have them produced and then bring them back. It's they're literally made in East London. And it's all very well being sustainable with your fabrics, but I think you've also got to think about social sustainability, keeping things local, supporting local businesses. There is a point to make sustainable clothing, but if it doesn't look lovely on someone and you don't feel good in it, it's going to become a very niche industry. When we move on like 10, 15 years, it shouldn't be, it should be the sustainability, a bit like denim, which isn't a trend, it's just, it exists. I don't know, like human, like HR, <laughs> you know, it's essential to any business. You know, I can't be preachy about it. This is what I'm doing and this is my bit. So if everyone does their bit, then I think we'll all be in a better place environmentally and socially. So what's really great about the work that Anna is doing is that although sustainability is something she feels we all need to be doing, her heart is very much in designing clothes that are not only unique, but look and feel great, potentially for a lifetime. 
What this is also a great example of is the upcycling and repurposing of existing clothing. Something easy for us all to do to take the burden off the environment and learning how to sew could be the next trend in sustainable fashion. Keeping our clothes looking great, but also lasting as long as possible. I've also been very excited to see companies popping up now that do mending and repairs, not just like, you know, in little villages or, you know, certain spots in London, but actually people making it fashionable for you to want to repair, mend, update, refit, resize, re-embellish your clothes. It's kind of bringing that all back to the forefront. With the opportunity to bring so many impactful solutions into our own hands, we asked Dr. Mark Sumner to give us his main points of advice when it comes to dressing sustainably. Key things that consumers need to be doing is, is doing the research to understand where they're buying their stuff from and who they're buying it from, and whether that brand is involved in any sort of green initiatives, green collaboration, doing anything around their, their environmental and social impacts. And their end of life, because clothing will reach end of life, is to decide what you do with that garment. Don't put it in the black bag. Try and find a reuse channel to use either a charity or a take-back scheme. Zach and Anna also wanted to encourage us to do the following. You've got to feel happy about your purchase. You've got to know you're going to wear it. There's no point in buying something to tick that sustainable box and not loving it. But I think it is like a balanced diet. You try and eat as well as possibly you can, but then you have your pizzas, you have your red wine, the naughty things that we enjoy. So conscious choices is, I think, the basis of creating a sustainable, balanced wardrobe. Take care of your garments. This might seem extremely simple, but read the care label and treat it as the way it's supposed to be treated and it'll last as long as you want it to. Simple as that. I have been astounded by some of the facts but what's brilliant as well is I feel a bit more empowered about this because it's not about starting a wardrobe afresh. That would be the totally wrong message. We need to just appreciate what we've got, um, be responsible for where it ends up after we want to part ways with it. And then when we do buy new, just bringing that information into our decision making, just by buying into, if you like, that better way of consuming fashion, you are helping the entire industry and the environment. This episode of Self-Sustainable was brought to you by Selfridges and Radio Wolfgang. It was presented by me, Jasmine Hemsley, and featured Dr. Mark Sumner, Zach Sartor, Rachel Hammond, Grace Neal, and Anna Foster. The executive producers were Ellie Martino and Harry Watson, and the producers were Natalia Rodriguez and Ivor Manley. Discover more ways in which Selfridges is buying better and inspiring change at selfridges.com forward slash buying better. <laughs>